Hello all, this is Artie Kulik. Welcome you to the Ex-Millennial Man Podcast, the podcast for SeedSing.com. It's been kind of a weird year, this 2022, and I think to end off the year, it's going to be me and you, uh, Ty and Tina and everybody, the regular gang around here. It's very busy. I'm recording this right at the tail end of the year to give out to all of you guys and say, uh, number one, to say thank you. It has been our most successful year ever here at the Ex-Millennial Man. We have more subscribers than ever. We have more people listening. We have more people engaging with the show, which, again, that, I mean, it makes it totally worth it. It makes it makes me feel great about doing this. It really, really does. And then a couple of things are going to be changing. I wanted to do, I haven't done this in the past, I wanted to do a podcast where I looked back on the show that Ty and I did to the things we were looking forward to in 2022 and kind of go back and look at and to see what were we right on, what were we wrong on, and what did we just flat out miss? So I think it's a good, originally I was just going to replay the episode and do a little 10 minutes at the top, but no, I want to give you something totally new, something that is a... that's in my mind right now. Before I get into all the pop culture stuff, I do want to say we did not, Ty and I did not talk about politics. And there's a lot of reasons. If you listen to that show, I was just getting over COVID. And it was a particularly bad bout of COVID. Now, I did not go to the hospital. And I'm not going to beat over anybody's head, whatnot, or why I did not go or things like that. Uh, (laughs) Vaccinated. But anyways, I didn't go into the hospital, but it was a pretty rough bout. And so I didn't feel in the mood to talk about politics. And there was a big year. It was a very big year. It was the the midterm year. And presidents usually lose seats in the the midterms. The presidents, whoever party is in charge of the presidency, usually loses seats. So if I was to talk about it, I would have probably said, oh, I'm not looking forward to these midterms because Republicans are going to kind of clean the clocks of the Democrats. Well, there, there's the first one. I was wrong on that. And also on the show, all during 2022 especially, I was very hard on President Joe Biden. And look, there's still a lot of stuff I want him to do, and there's still a lot of faults that I can see in there. But I have to admit, if you go back and you look at, we're coming up on the first two years of his presidency, he's passed a lot of crap. He's done a lot of stuff. And while he's being obstructed at every corner you could look at, thinking of student loan payments, he's been an effective president. Good effective, bad effective, that's up to you. But I just did want to say political or politics-wise, I was obviously way, way wrong on that. I will say this, this will be more for our looking forward, but I cannot wait to see the circus and the poop show that is going to be the Republicans in charge of the House. I just cannot wait. I know... Some people are very afraid. I know some people are very hesitant, but my God, these people are beyond incompetent. I mean, Nancy Pelosi just retired as maybe one of the most effective speakers in history. If Kevin McCarthy even gets a sniff at it, he is already going to be one of the most incompetent and worthless speakers ever, and I'm here for that. So uh, let's get to the pop culture. If you guys have skipped ahead, we're about three minutes in, so let's get to the pop culture here. Now, Ty and I spent a lot of time on movies when we were talking about the things we were looking forward to. And one of the first movies we mentioned was the movie Scream. Not really a reboot, but I don't know if it was like six or seven Scream. And I I think I was only talking about it because in my COVID state, I probably saw a lot of people talking about it. But I don't know a thing about that movie. I don't know anything about it. I didn't see it. 
I don't think Ty saw it. I never heard anybody talk about it. I guess they're making another one, but yeah, whatever. We also talked about Jackass Forever, which I was kind of dismissive of. Ty saw it. Ty loved it. And a lot of people, a lot of critics had it on their top 10 or top 20 list of the year. So I feel like I need to go back. But there were a few other movies that we did discuss. One was Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson's The Batman, which I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll go see it, but I I don't know if I'll care. And Ty's like, I'm all in. Now, we both saw The Batman. We've talked about it on the podcast. I saw it in the theater. I walked out of the theater going, well, gosh, that was a lot. Not really caring that much about it. And then I watched it on HBO Max over a couple of uh, like workouts. I watched it like over two or three. I broke it up to two or three sittings. And I liked it a lot more, which tells me two things. Number one, the movie itself is too damn long. And number two, it's very episodic and it's very easy ways to break it apart. So too damn long. I also kind of just dismissively talked about Top Gun Maverick. And I was like, oh, they're going to have this Top Gun sequel. They've moved it around a lot. They're trying to get it out. Hey, if you guys listened a few weeks ago, this movie was incredible. This movie was awesome. I'm going to go to bat for this movie forever. Good on Paramount. Good on Tom Cruise. Good on all these people waiting to get people in the theater to watch that movie because, my God, it was a great movie experience. I'm looking forward to watching it at home on TV to see if I still love it as much, but that movie was one of those, like, this is why we're in a theater. This is why I'm paying the 15 bucks on a Tuesday after. Actually, I think my wife and I went to go see that together. But anyways, I also talked about how stoked I was for Jurassic World Dominion. Never saw it. Never cared to see it. Ty saw it. I said it was awful. Expected it to be. Ty also brought up the movie Bros, which I thought was interesting. And if we the Billy Eichner movie, if we know anything about that or if you've heard about it, it's more known for... For the backlash and for, oh, it's a failure at the box office because these types of movies don't work, which I'm going to talk a little bit about that at the end because I think there is a way for those quote unquote type movies to work. But it's just interesting to me that we were we were talking about it a year ago at this time. We went through all the kind of superhero movies, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Adam. I kind of want to put all three of those movies together because for me, they all kind of felt the same way. I didn't watch any of them in the theater. I'd actually planned on going to see all three of them at the theater. Never did it. Never really felt the need to do it. I, I don't know. I just didn't care. I watched uh, all three of them. I watched streaming. I actually just finished Black Adam a couple days ago. Of the three, I think Doctor Strange is the best. I think the end of that movie is really, really cool. And those of you that are Raimi fans from beyond and You wanted to see the Deadites make their MCU debut. You got your wish. But they were all kind of just blah. And I don't want to get into this whole, are superhero movies done or are superhero movies too much? I don't want to get there. I don't want to go there right now. I may spend another podcast doing that. But it just, nothing really was exciting. I mean, look, I'm going to fly that. Black Adam's just dumb. I mean, there's enjoyable parts to it. I think Dwayne Johnson's doing his best. I think of the big three wrestlers acting today, John Cena, Dave Bautista, and Dwayne Johnson. He is definitely in third place. A lot of it might just be he keeps playing Dwayne Johnson, whereas Cena, who I'll talk about in a little bit, and Bautista, who I'll talk about in a little bit, are definitely stretching themselves. But, I mean, I don't know. This this whole, there's something about, it was cool to see this punching the first few times, and now I'm just like, 
I don't know, maybe it's age. Maybe that's part of it. But uh, kind of wrong on my excitement, I guess I should say, for all of those. We talked about the Flash movie, Aquaman 2, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse Part 1. None of those movies came out this year. They were all supposed to. I think Shazam 2 was supposed to. They all had previews attached to them. None of those movies came out. They've all been moved. Now, in the case of Flash, part of me thinks, should that movie ever come out? All the Ezra Miller crap, but it seems like they're going full speed ahead. At the same time, Warner Brothers is doing everything they can to cut Amber Heard out of Aquaman too. So moral of the story is be as much of a whatever you are, whatever you are, as long as you have a penis, you'll be okay. There, there's my wokeness for you. We talk about even Wakanda Forever, which again, I didn't go see. I think it had a killer preview. I think everything looked good. I just, again, I'm going to sound like this guy. Go ahead and call me Tarantino or Scorsese or whatever. I, there's just a fatigue. I mean, I, look, I would have gone to see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I would absolutely, I'm going to be there to see that movie when it comes out in the theater. I am going to be there. But I don't know. Maybe part of it, too, was the Batman. Like I said, a bit much. I can sit down, watch these movies on TV and watch them at my own damn pace, and it's a lot better for me. And then we ended our movie conversation about a little film that I don't even think we said the name of it right. We said Avatar 2, or the sequel to Avatar, to Avatar Ways of the Water, or something like that. Look, I, you got. we've talked about this movie more on the podcast recently. I'm not going to go so, so far into it, but it's making a lot of money. People want to go see it. It seems to be the type of movie you're going to go to a movie theater to go see. I did the same thing for Avatar. And I remember sitting there going, whoa, oh my goodness. Oh, wow, look at that. Da, 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 da. And then never, ever thought of that movie again. And I get a feeling this is, and I know some critics are calling it a masterpiece. And some are like, yeah, you know, uh, it looks pretty. I just, uh, no, nah, no. Now, with all of that, there was a couple movies we never talked about. We never talked about the uh, Indian film RRR. How would we know? I, obviously, it exploded. Everybody absolutely loved that movie, and they watched it. But again, how in the hell are we going to know to go out and seek out that movie? I actually, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't talk about Glass Onion, because we knew that movie was coming out. And uh, the Knives Out sequel I want to respect Ryan Johnson and not call it a Knives Out mystery or whatever Netflix added to it. First off, really good movie. Great movie. Netflix, the last two years with Don't Look Up and now Knives Out, they're finding this weird niche of incredibly entertaining, incredibly funny, incredibly well-acted movies that just piss off the right wing, and I'm here for it. Daniel Craig, Janelle Monea, oh my God, are they really good. Dave Bautista, again, playing something totally different than you see him playing in Dune or you see him playing in in uh, even Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I would say his character is a more evolved version of Drax, but they're really finding something. And I know a lot of people are really crushing on Netflix for for putting this movie out in the theaters and then a month later and like taking it out after a week and then a month later. But you know, a lot of people I know have seen Glass Onion last week. They're sitting down there watching. Same thing happened with Don't Look Up. Maybe that's what bros needed to do. Maybe that's the path for, quote unquote, those types of movies. I think instead of it being talked about in the right wing, celebrating that people who already are not going to the movie theaters that often aren't going to see it. But anyways, that's, that's just. And then we also never talked about everything, everywhere, all at once. And 
I'm going to give Ty credit here. At the end of our of talking about movies, he even said, look, there's going to be a movie that comes out here that none of us know anything about. I mean, we talked about Scream. You know, we talked about Jurassic World Dominion. We talked about those movies, but we never talked about, honestly, probably one of the biggest, not just biggest movie of the, of the year, but critically and commercially just loved. So there we were way wrong on. I'm hoping when we do our what we're looking forward to this year, maybe we'll be a little bit more right. But that was movies. We also, when we talked about music, again, I didn't have much to offer. Ty actually listed a bunch of albums, but the only one a year later we're still talking about is Kendrick Lamar. Rightfully so. Great music, great album. But it's, again, I'm... I feel like this is uh, this is old man Kulik hour here. Me talking about maybe we're just older. Maybe this is maybe this is just what we do now. But I'm going to end this first half talking about where we're right and wrong on television, though, because we obviously I look for I was more prepared to talk about TV because there's a lot of really good TV early in the year. It's kind of funny, you know, movies you get you get crap. The movie Plane, the Gerard Butler movie Plane's coming out, which if you haven't been able to enjoy. The title reveal in the trailer, I mean, it's just a moment in life. At the end of Twitter, the special moment we all had together. My point is, it's a bunch of crap. But at the time we were recording this last year, the book of Boba Fett had just started. It was a couple of episodes in, and, you know, I think I said it on the last podcast, I enjoyed it. It's, it's I enjoyed it in the same way I enjoy, I don't know, like a, a Simpsons that I haven't seen in a while or something like that. A Peacemaker... And the Righteous Gemstone season two are about to come out. Both of those we talked about are our best of list. When Ty brought up Righteous Gemstones the uh, second season the other day, I went back and I watched a couple of episodes. And man, was that yeah, that was a really really good show. Peacemaker, as many of you know, is one of the best shows I thought of the entire year, flat out. We talked about Atlanta, obviously. Ty said great great things about Atlanta. Uh, we talked about a couple of Amazon show, Reigns of Power, which neither of us saw, but I know our father saw. It was on a lot of critics' list. We talked about the League of Their Own, redo, reboot, or whatever, which uh, neither of us watched. My wife watched it. If I had to say she liked it, yes, she did like it, but I don't know if it was like something she fell head over heels over. It's kind of weird. I remember I had to look up to make sure, but I talked about how they were making a live-action Halo TV show based off the video game. And yeah, they did. I guess it just got forgotten. I talked about Ms. Marvel and Obi-Wan. Ms. Marvel, I adored. Obi-Wan, I liked parts of. Another interesting one that Ty brought up was the Winning Time show. Adam McKay's show, John C. Riley playing Dr. Jerry Buss about the, the Showtime Lakers. That's a show that seemingly just got forgotten by everybody, which is weird. I mean, such a stylistic show. Now here, I'm going to admit it right up front. I haven't watched it yet, which I'm kind of surprised I have not. But... The fact that we just kind of forgot about it is is weird for me. That seemed like a pretty, pretty big show. A couple of things, though, that we never mentioned, which I thought was was interesting. We never mentioned Nathan Fielder's show. Now, the rehearsal, which was, I think, number two on Ty's list, number one on my list. It's And maybe it's because you just didn't know. I mean, maybe we knew that. I think around this time is when, when the John Wilson show was on, but... I guess we might have known Nathan Fielder was doing something, but we didn't know he was doing that. So I thought that was interesting. We also never brought up the last season of Better Call Saul, which, again, we all knew it was coming, 
but may, maybe there's just this comfort and maybe not knowing that, look, a great show, it's going to be even greater on its way out. And then for me personally, I never, I never said anything about Andor. And th- this is my time again to tell all of you guys, Andor is the best Star Wars thing ever made. And I, that is not hyperbole, okay? Now, granted, it helps knowing a bit about that world. Andor is not the show you go into to get introduced to the Star Wars world. But those of us, especially those of us that may be a little bit older and have grown up with all the original trilogy, the sequel or the prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy, Andor is just incredible. And I think part of it was maybe I was like, I don't know if this is going to be any good, but man, was I wrong. (laughs) Was I wrong to not even mention it? Was I wrong to question whether or not that show was going to be good? I said on the podcast how there's certain shows I'll actually watch in real time that come out once a week. And Andor, I started a little bit late, about halfway through the season. And man, I was just chomping at the bit every week to get every episode I could. So there on uh, some of the pop culture and politics is some of the writer Ron. I'm going to take a breather here. I'm going to stretch out my vocal cords, do a little gargling, and uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a few other things that we were way, way wrong on, why we're wrong on it, and how Ty and I can be right in the future. So see you on the other side. Hello all, this is RD. I wanted to talk to you guys about another podcast that I do work on called High Heels and Politics. It's hosted by Marianne Christie, who I work with here in Southwest Ohio. And Marianne, she interviews a lot of influential people. In Ohio, she's interviewed a lot of political people that are influential. But for those of you outside of this state, she's also interviewed people like Susie Chapstick Chaffee, a former Olympic skier who was the face of Chapstick for the 1970s and 1980s. It's really interesting to listen to that one because She talks about her struggles as a woman in the Olympics, but then how she used her celebrity and her attractiveness in order to get more rights for amateur athletes, which led us today to things like the NIL. Also, Susie was very instrumental in Title IX, which we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of. But it's not all just seriousness. Uh, Marianne has also interviewed the Naked Cowboy, the New York City icon that's been out there. Simon Lease, who a lot of you may know if you've ever seen The People vs. Larry Flint, he was the guy that arrested Larry Flint. He also arrested Jerry Springer when Jerry Springer was a member of the Cincinnati City Council here. So I encourage you guys go to Spotify, Google, Apple, go search High Heels in Politics, follow, subscribe the show. Marianne comes out with a new one every week, and it's an incredibly great conversation. And if you're interested or know anybody that may be on High Heels in Politics, just go to the contact page and talk to us. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, everyone, let me talk about something I was immediately right upon, and I don't know if my wife would have been super happy for me to talk about how right I was on this. Yeah, you hear me moving papers in the background because I've got all this new technology and all these fancy things that I just don't know how to use right now, like electronic writing tablets and stuff. So I had to write all this stuff on a piece of paper, and I have to look down and move it around to make sure I know. But maybe when I talk about what I'm looking forward to is finally getting rid of pen and paper. But anyways... I said it last year on the podcast that this is the year I'm probably going to get my new updated video game system. I'd been riding on my my Xbox One, and my son had his Switch, and I'm like, this is it. This is the year I'm going to do it. And sure enough, I somehow convinced my wife as an end-of-the-school-year present for my son and a birthday present for myself in May. 
I got my Xbox. Man, when I see that thing, I want to grab some bones and smash them in the ground because the monolith just is black. And I'm even dumb, too. I got this black, you know, stand to put it on. So it just looks so imposing in our house. Like uh, you walk in by it and you got to put a jacket on. But whew, that thing's a that thing's a beast. I mean, that thing's an uber beast and playing things like Flight Simulator. And I haven't done Elden Ring yet, which I plan on getting to here. But just uh, Forza, I've got the the Hot Wheels expansion on Forza 5. And you have to switch cars so often and how fast it loads up. So now that this is a commercial, Microsoft, you're always welcome to come pay for advertisements. But that Xbox X, I, I found one in the wild, got it. And ooh, that is nice. I talked about how new Zelda game. Looking forward to it. Well, (laughs) it's not coming out till I think May of 23. So we will see. We will see Nintendo. I do have to say this though. Ty and I, so when we recorded this, John Madden had recently passed away. We were talking about the Madden video games. We were talking about how my son had just really gotten into Madden, which I'll get to when we talk to sports. He had just really gotten into it and Ty's son plays Madden. We were both like, look, I know they like to put athletes on there. I was afraid they were going to put Burrow on there, Joe Burrow, but... We were like, they have to put John Madden on there. And they did. And so EA, a company that does not deserve any praise or stuff like that, but here I'm going to give them a little bit of a pat on the back. They did the right thing. And my son has learned a lot about who John Madden is just from me talking to him, which is weird because I think John Madden to me is an announcer, not a coach. But we've even gone back. We've looked into some of that stuff, and that was good. It was very, it was very happy. He actually went out the day Madden came out. It was like a couple of days before he started school. And he went out and bought the new Madden. Now, one of the games that he plays a lot is MLB The Show. And what I like about MLB The Show, they come out with a new version every year, obviously. But they kind of update the the rosters in real time. I know Madden does the same thing, but hold on here. But the thing is, Madden, they do little tweaks here and there to the gameplay, but you're essentially, you're essentially spending 60 probably 70 bucks this year. As a matter of fact, I think when we bought it, it was $70 for rosters. But do you know what? My son was more than, and it was his own money. He paid for it. He bought that game. He was more than happy to pay that $70 on the day it opened so he could have the Bengals team that was one play away from winning the Super Bowl. And that's the power of a game like that. When Ty and I recorded that podcast last year, the Bengals had just beaten the Chiefs in the regular season. I think it was week like 17 or something like that. And that win put the Bengals into the playoffs. They won their division. I have lived in Ohio here 15 plus years. Never seen my wife's lived here longer. We've never seen the Bengals win a playoff game, but they were in the playoffs. The team was playing really well. It was like, we just want to win that one game. And I said, I didn't say on the podcast, I didn't make any predictions, but we're like, we just hope they win that one game. And they went, and the Raiders came to town. Yes, the Raiders were in the playoffs last year. But the Raiders came to town, and the Bengals won. And they pretty much dominated the game. I know it was a little closer here or there, stuff like that. But they won. And man, there was, there's a show I produce, uh, High Heels in Politics. I do the ad for it in, on the break here where the host, Marianne, she just turned 88 this year. And she's never cared about football, but she even told me that she watched that game. I mean, it ignited this city. It was Everybody was super excited about it. And then the Bengals went to the number one seed, Tennessee Titans, and beat them. And then they went to Kansas City and beat them in the AFC title game. 
and then went to the Super Bowl to play the LA Rams in the LA Rams stadium. And that bad offensive line hurt. And Jamar Chase had beaten Jalen Ramsey and Burrow needed about one second more to get the ball to him. And we're, I'm sitting here talking to you about the Bengals winning the Super Bowl, but and I'll talk more about that and the things we're looking forward to, but it was cool. It was cool as hell. It was a completely different change in attitude. At the same time, the Cincinnati Reds are just pure, utter garbage. The Bengals are now, they're good. I mean, hell, they're better this year, record-wise, than they were last year. They went out and got a better offensive line. They they have a harder schedule, and they're winning those games. As of this recording, we're getting ready to host Buffalo on Monday Night Football, which it's cool. But I remember, so I guess I was... I was right in saying I was looking forward to. I talked about the Australian Open and how Djokovic will not be there. And he wasn't there. Nadal won the Australia Australian Open. And then uh, Djokovic will be there this year, though. So it gets fleeting there. We t- talked about the Winter Olympics, which I couldn't tell you a thing about. I mean, I was wrong to say, yeah, the Winter Olympics are coming. I'm going to be excited about it. No, no, could care less. Ty talked a lot about Michigan basketball, Michigan football. And talking about, hey, if Jim Harbaugh leaves, he leaves. It's okay. We'll be okay. Michigan's been great. They're better this year. Harbaugh didn't leave. So I guess I can kind of dog down on Ty with that one. So those are all the things that Ty and I talked about that we were looking forward to, the things that we were excited about, the things that we we thought were going to be noteworthy going through, going forward through the year. And You know, for the most part, hey, I think I said on a podcast here, we need a bit more on the Patreon. We need a bit more in the advertisers if if we need be to really do these things full time to sit back and watch Wakanda forever and stuff like that. But I'm going to I'm going to spend a little bit of time here breaking my arm, patting myself on the back and really reach my arm over to St. Louis to pat tie on the back. We stay pretty plugged in to what is in the consciousness and what people are talking about. Nobody knew everything about everything everywhere all at once last year, okay? Nobody knew anything about that. You could more hit me up on not talking about Andor, because we all knew that was coming. But we didn't know anything about that, okay? And Glass Onion, yeah, should have said something about that. But we stay pretty plugged in. We We try to figure out what people are going to be interested in what people want to hear us talk about. Of course, we're always going to talk about what's of interest to us, but I'll bring up things like screen because I don't know any better. But at the end of the day, I, I think what I learned from the things we talked about a year ago to now is we're kind of in this plateau. We're in this plateau of, of, of popular culture. And I'm going to blame myself for this. Look, Generation X, we're never going to be in charge in Washington, D.C. We're probably not going to be charge in charge on Wall Street or whatever. But we sure as hell are in charge in Hollywood. It is the stuff we want to watch that is being shown to us. Now, granted, things like The Big Bang Theory or Young Sheldon or what, I mean, the only time I know what's on network TV is when I watch football games and I'm like, what the hell? Or that's still on or something like that? Because, yeah, I'm that guy. But that's network TV. Nobody gives a crap. I have a, I have somebody I work on another podcast with, which she's always like, do you know Greg Gutfeld has the number one show on Fox or, or number one late night comedy show? And it's like, if you took, if you took Kimmel and Col- Colbert and 
uh, Jimmy Fallon's ratings and you pull them all together, which again, if you're thinking that audience is looking at them, they crush Greg Gutfeld, who's a who's a dumbass. Okay, that's what and I'm like. I don't care. I don't watch that. I don't watch Colbert. I don't watch Kimmel. I don't watch Fallon. I don't watch any of those guys. But when it comes to to movies, when it comes to the streaming services, when it comes to the shows that are coming out, it's Generation X, even more than the millennials. It's Generation X that we're building this stuff. But we're at this point now where we've hit this plateau. Now, you have a show like Peacemaker, which I loved, which I thought was really, really good. But it's The Boys, which I also love. Okay? The thing I'll give... Well, I don't know if I can give. I mean, the boys you could say is a quote unquote original creation, but who the hell knows who the peacemaker is? I know some of you are going to come at me, which please do. So we have two versions of superheroes. We have this Joss Whedon quippy type of superhero. I say that because you know he was his his television language is thirty years old now. People, okay, <laughs> it's aged. And so we have these quippy superheroes that are kind of punching the bad guy and tossing off a little thing. Or you have incredibly broken, violent human beings. And I think the Batman kind of tried to deliver that to the PG-13 crowd. Just this incredibly broken, just violent person. And I, I, I don't know if we're looking for redemption one way or the other. Again... I think I think Peacemaker's great. I think The Boys is great. I thought The Batman was pretty good. But that's where we are. We're in this. And you take someone like James Gunn who takes this hyper-violence, adds kind of the quippiness to it. It's just we're at this plateau. And where do we go from there? And I think there's some interesting stories to be told. And this is a much longer conversation for another podcast. And I hope we see some of this interest moving forward. Disney now has control of the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, the whole mutant story, which the first openly gay superhero was, I believe, in an X-Men comic. These comics, there's Iron Man comics from the early 80s that deals with Tony Stark being an honest-to-God alcoholic, which is a cool dude with a drink, but a real alcoholic. And we missed out on Robert Downey Jr. being able to play that storyline, which I think would have been very, very good, very, very effective. So while there's a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming out next year, and I'm going to go see it, but on the horizon, we've got an opportunity to do things a little bit different. Loki, which again was two years ago, I think did things a little bit different, introduced some different concepts and different ways to look at it. So while we talk about, I, I'm, I'm rambling on, but while we talk about all this stuff, I think when I look back on 2022, I think about how cool everything was, but how much of the same everything was, which is maybe where a show like Andor struck me different. It dealt with real world type of things, things we could see in a Star Wars world and didn't really hold back. And I, I like that. I enjoyed that. I mean, it's one of the last few shows I've really watched where, I mean, I think back to the early days of 24 or The Shield or something like that, where I literally was on the edge of my seat. I was literally like, holy crap, what's going to happen now? Or how are they going to get out of this? How are they going to do this? And Stellan Skarsgård gives a um, gives a, a monologue in like the second to last or third to last episode 
which is one of the greatest it is the greatest speech in Star Wars history, okay? It's probably the greatest speech in like revolutionary, like fictional revolutionary history. And it was different. I mean, Andor was celebrated because it was so different. Book of Boba Fett, again, I enjoyed it, but it's a bunch of Star Wars toys just punching each other out, which again, I like that stuff. But I see that in The Mandalorian. I see it on Obi-Wan Kenobi. I, I, I see it out there. The Clone Wars cartoon actually introduced different and interesting concepts to Star Wars, which is why it's going to endure. The character of Ahsoka Tana, same thing. I guess what I'm saying is where I was right was we still had a lot of enjoyable pop culture in 2022. Where I'm hoping to be right moving forward is that we start to see something different. Is that we start to, I mean, I'm going to preface this by saying I've not seen Avatar 2. But what is it outside of technical mastery? And I look, I've got Apple TV. They got some kick-ass nature document documentaries on that. Some incredible looking stuff. And will it look better on a huge big screen? And all? Yes, absolutely. But I still want to be entertained. I don't want to just be awed. And that's what all of this, this is giving us today. I'm going to finish this off once again championing Top Gun Maverick because this is something I was incredibly wrong about. <laughs> Why we doubt Tom Cruise. And I know part of it is his weird Scientology stuff and all these other things, but why we doubt him is beyond me. I, whether you want to call it live, die, repeat, or edge of tomorrow, or whatever it is, superb film, excellent film. His Mission Impossible movies, that I know my wife especially really is mad at the first one, but amazing, amazing movies, and good movies. So... For him to be like, no, this movie must be in the theater. We're not going to throw it on streaming. We're not going to do this. It's going to be in the theater. And I'm not going to give it away because I encourage you all to watch it. And I think he even said this on the last podcast. There is a moment near the end of this movie where he's in a jet and you just sit there. They don't even tell you. You just sit there and you realize what is happening. And it made me, I, I've never in my life felt so happy for a filmmaker in my life because if I sat here and explained to you what had happened, you would say, Cobb, that is one of the cheesiest things ever. But I am still getting goosebumps, goosebumps about how they pulled this off. They took something old. And Top Gun Maverick has a volleyball scene in it, has a bunch of dudes singing in the bar, has uh, uh, Take My Breath Away or whatever. I don't know if that's actually in it or not. It has jets fighting. It has nondescript foreign nation coming after him, all this other stuff. It has everything Top Gun does, but it is a different movie. It is an evolved movie. It's a better movie. So my hope, where I hope I'm right in 2023 and moving forward, is that our pop culture takes takes a page from Top Gun Maverick and say, look, we can give people this comfort food, but damn it, we're going to throw a dash of something in there that you're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I can't believe they took this and they made it better. And that's where I'm hoping I'm right. So thank you for indulging me on my rant. Thank you for 2022. Ty night at the beginning, I talked about COVID. I hope it's the worst thing that happens to me. It wasn't the worst thing that happened to me. It was a, it was a very hard year personally. It was a very rewarding year professionally. But at the end of the day, 
my wife, she lost her father. And we didn't think that was going to happen a year ago at this time. I, I lost I lost my father-in-law. My son lost my son lost his grandfather. And I, I said it, I did the whole thing. Sherard Sate, he does the music on this. And when I was back in St. Louis for the holidays, I was at my in-law's house and the the answering machine went went off and his voice was still there. And it's a it was hard. It was a hard Christmas. And so that's kind of where I, I, I wanna I wanna close out the year. I wanna say thank you, Sherrod. I wanna say thank you to all of you guys. I wanna say I, I I appreciate you all. you need to go out and appreciate everything else we have. And where I'm gonna be right is we're all gonna be a lot nicer to each other in the new year. So with all that being said, thank you for years. Anything else that you may use to listen to the X Millennial Man podcast. Remember this this podcast is for free every Saturday. You'll find it for free every Saturday wherever you find your fine podcasting shows. And 2022, let's remember what hurt. Let's remember, let's celebrate what made us better. Let's never forget those that we lost. And let's go out and be the greatest wheeze that we can ever be. Talk to you guys. Talk to you in the new year. The X Millennial Man podcast is a production of SeedSing.com, fully owned by R.D. Kulik and Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik, adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik.